Before we begin, you have seen the, the scrolling pictures and photos slideshow happening, but we're just going to take some time so you can focus solely on that, relive some memories, take a look. So these next few minutes, go ahead and just watch.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the New Testament reading of Ephesians, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I like food. Anyone else out there like food? Good. Uh, Seafood is probably my favorite. I see food and I eat it. Anyone else out there? All right. Now, there's probably not a dinner, dinner invitation that I wouldn't turn down. As they say, nothing brings people together like good food. As we've celebrated Thanksgiving this month, it's a great time to gather together to enjoy some good food, some good company, and be thankful for all that we have. Food being one of those things. I just turned 40 this year, and for most of my life, I have eaten whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and not worried about the long-term effects that certain foods may have on me. It's possible that one of these days, that will all catch up to me. And it's certainly possible that that could ultimately lead to my death, as tomorrow I could drop dead from a heart attack. Whoa. That took a turn real quick. Did we just go from terrible puns, jokes about food, to talking about dying tomorrow? Yes. Yes, we did. That's because we're not here to talk about food. I mean, we could, as Lutherans, because if there's anything Lutherans are known for, it's potlucks. And we're certainly due for one, Joe. But we're also known for filling up the back pews first rather than sitting in the front row. Or tapping a visitor on the shoulder and telling them, you're in my seat. Any, any visitors have that happen to them? Or, you know, your house is a mess because you're saved by grace, not by works. It's applicable for our reading for today. We're known for watching Star Wars, and when they say, may the force be with you, we respond with, and also with you. We're known for singing stand up, stand up for Jesus while sitting down. Finally, when someone says something funny, we're known for smiling as loud as we can. While peace has only been around for 50 years, these jokes have had more than 50 years to be proven true. But I think that what we're known for, that is certainly less funny, maybe less well-known, but certainly much more important, is staying true to the Word of God. The Word of God, which is our sole authority on all matters. When the world around us keeps changing and we're faced with going with the ways of the world or going with the Word, we're ultimately asking the question, do we change the Word of God or does the Word of God change us? The Word of God that contains the life-saving, life-changing message of who God is. God who is the same yesterday and today and forever. And if God does not change, we cannot change the word to fit the world. 
especially when doing so in turn changes who God is. The word of God that does not change is what brought us through these past 50 years. The word of God which does not change is why we had the Reformation over 500 years ago, and you'll hear about that next week. The word of God which has been carried from generation to generation is why we're here today. And the word of God does not shy away from talking about life and death. That is why we can quickly go from telling jokes about food to talking about death. Because you're not here for my jokes. You're here for the word of God. The word of God, which talks about sin, our sinful nature, the consequences of our sin, which is death. It talks about the work of the evil one, Satan, who is at work in your life to lead you astray, to lead you to want to live like the world lives. And so we turn to the word with the reading from Ephesians today that says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin in which you used to live. When you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Dead in your transgressions and sins, following the ways of the world, following the evil one, the devil at work in the disobedient. The disobedient, which is all of us, because we're all sinners. And Paul goes on to say, because we are sinners, living among the world, living like the rest of the world, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Not just some of us, all of us. Gratifying the cravings of our flesh. What are those things that we do to satisfy our sinful flesh? Paul tells us in Galatians, now the works of the flesh are evident, Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What do all of us deserve for our transgressions and sins? The wrath of God. We deserve to have the wrath of God poured out on us. And that means that we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because of our sin, because of the works of our flesh, because of our disobedience, because of all of the things that we do against God and against our neighbor, we deserve death. We deserve death hell. And not just some of us are deserving, all of us are deserving of death and hell. And there is nothing that we can do to save ourselves. There is nothing we can do to make ourselves not worthy of death and hell. This is where God steps in. Because we can't. Because he is the only one who can. Paul continued in Ephesians, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, 
made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Grace is getting what we don't deserve, that undeserved love, because what we deserve is death and hell. We do not deserve life and heaven. We are saved by God's grace, by God giving us what we don't deserve. If I were to lay out all of your sins in front of you, all of the works of your flesh, and you were to lay out all of my sins in front of me, we would look at them and we'd say, yeah, I did that one. Yeah, I did that one. Don't remember doing that one, but it sounds like something I would do. I definitely did that. For all of them. And the punishment that we deserve is death and hell. And God says, I'm not going to give you that. Instead, I'm going to send my son, my only son, who will be born of flesh and blood like you. But he will be perfect in every way, unlike you, because he will be born of the virgin. He will be truly man and truly God, and he is going to take your place. He will pay the price for all of your sins. He will bear the consequences of all of your disobedience, and he will do it through his perfect obedience by being obedient to death, death on a cross. Jesus takes our punishment. He takes our death, and he dies on our behalf to give us the gift of forgiveness for all of our sins. All of our sins, the ones that we know, the ones that we don't know that we do, the ones that we keep doing over and over and over again, and the ones that we're most ashamed of, and that the ones we can't even forgive ourselves for. Jesus dies for them on the cross. He dies for you, and he dies for me. But it doesn't end there. If Jesus dies and stays dead, well, then he's not who he said he was. Because he said he would rise on the third day. And so he does. Because he is who he said. He rises. And with that comes the promise that all who believe in him will rise again, will live forever, will receive eternal life, heaven this is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection for your life and for your salvation. Peace Lutheran Church has been here for 50 years. And this is the message that Peace Lutheran Church has been proclaiming for 50 years. I love Peace Lutheran Church. I love all of you. Every single one of you. And peace is made up of imperfect people. None of us are perfect. And none of us will ever be perfect on this earth. So if you're visiting today, watching us online for the first time especially, 
We are not the perfect church. Let's make that clear. I found this quote that's fitting. The day we find the perfect church, it becomes imperfect the moment we join it. We haven't been the perfect church for 50 years because it's made up of imperfect people. Imperfect people that Jesus died and rose for. Imperfect people that Jesus is making holy and perfect through his word and through his sacraments. Imperfect people that will be finally made completely holy and perfect when they are welcomed into heaven because of grace. As Ephesians says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Not our work, but all by God's grace alone. Through faith alone, because of Christ alone. This is what Christ's church has been from the beginning. All about God and his work and all about God and his work in us. And by faith, we become God's workmanship. As Paul continues, we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in us for us to do. God works in us, uses us, in order to work in the lives of others. As we stay connected to him, he is the vine. We are the branches, as we heard in the gospel reading. We will bear fruit. Not fruit that we'll eat, but fruit that pours out from us. The fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit who is alive and working in us to bear, to produce fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We love because God first loved us. We are faithful because God is faithful. We can make peace with others because God has made peace with us through the cross. We do because God has done for us and not the other way around. Yes, we will still struggle on this earth. We will still sin. But God is faithful and patient with us in our sin and forgives us when we repent. And he's the one who helps us come to him in repentance. We can share the word of God with others because the word of God is alive in us. We are connected to God and his word because of what he's done for us. As the New Testament reading from Colossians says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. By God's grace, the word dwells in us. By God's grace, we teach and admonish. By God's grace, we sing and bear fruit, and we do. Paul ends... And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. By grace, we give thanks. 
And as we've celebrated Thanksgiving this month and have been thankful for the food that is before us, and as we stated, nothing brings people together like good food, it's even more important to be thankful for the one who provides us with our food, with all that we need to support this body and life. It's important to be thankful for the one who saved us from sin, from death, and from hell by his death and resurrection. It's important to be thankful to the one who gives us the gift of faith, who calls the church together as his people. Because nothing brings people together like a good God. A good God who forgives our sins daily. Who gives us the life-saving, life-changing message of his word. Who gives us his life-saving means of grace in his word and sacraments. Who gives us his life-saving means in baptism and the Lord's Supper. Who keeps us connected to him by his grace. So on today, cheers to 50 years and even more of God's grace. Cheers to 50 years of peace and whatever lies ahead. And thanks be to God for it all. Amen. And now the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.